A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. I want to say it's good to be back, but it's been a poor start to the season. So, as always, a lot to get through. Um, with me tonight, we've got Bill. How are you, Bill? Yeah, all right. Thanks, Mason. Good to be back on after uh, having been on holiday for a couple of weeks. But with the, the new season having returned and being really excited about it, it was just absolutely dreadful yesterday. So, um, yeah, as you can imagine, still a little bit annoyed from that. Yeah, we bet you wish he was uh, back on holiday, Bill. I know I certainly was. Uh, Davey P, how are you, Davey? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, football's back. So back to Ibrox on Wednesday, see if we can uh, get this Champions League thing done, which will uh, go some way to you know getting us over yesterday, which was uh, didn't go to plan. But it's early doors, so I'm going to be Mr. Positive tonight and uh, say this is... But just just with a blip in the in the road to fifty six. Oh, I really hope you're right, Davy. I really hope you're like, right. And Davy, Davy T, how are you, Davy? Yeah, well, I'd like to say great, but I'm not. But it's <laughs> uh, just had some rain as well. Everything, everything in my garden's all underwater. Everything, the, the the drains couldn't take the amount of rain at the one time, so everything was floating down streets and things like that. So apart from yesterday, it was uh, it was, it was quite a day to day as well. Yeah, we could have done with that some some of that water on that pitch yesterday. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but Bill, let's get right into yesterday then. Um, starting with the the, the starting eleven, uh, was you surprised to see um, certain players in there? I know I was. Um, I'll let you let you answer it first, though. Yeah. Um... Really question the selection of John Lindstrom in particular. I just I don't see the need for it. Um, you know the the guy it just lacks the pace that we need, lacks the cutting edge, and against a team like Kilmarnock, we just need to take the game to them. Uh, I I don't understand why he got started ahead of the likes of Todd Cantwell, who they provided us a little bit more attacking energy and a little bit more flair. So yeah, I think. Overall, you know, the selection, I wasn't sort of too put out apart from just Lundstrom being in the first 11. Don't understand that one at all. That, you just said there, the big surprise, Davey P, was, was no Todd Cantwell in the starting uh, 11. Um, Don Lundstrom was in with Kieran Dow. I think the midfield for me, I think I said it before kickoff yesterday, was all a little bit too samey trying to look where the creativity was going to be coming from. Uh, what was your thoughts on, on Campbell not getting in the, in the in the starting eleven yesterday? Yeah, that was the big surprise. You would think uh, Todd Campbell would be one of the first names on the team sheet for for what he's done you know, in the last half of last season. Uh, and just, the, the, we know what he's capable of. So he is that <clears throat> we spark, a creative spark that we need, you know, particularly coming up against, you know, a, the, the Berlin Wall. 
So uh, I think it was it was a surprise that he wasn't <clears throat> he wasn't there. And but sometimes Michael Beale has, has this, you know, a, 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 just a wee bit frustrating sometimes, you know, with his team selections. So, but anyway, it's a, it's a learning process we're involved in and we've learned, you know, I don't know what we've learned from yesterday is that maybe we're not as good as we think we are. So that, that's maybe no, no bad thing. We just have to get the sleeves rolled up and uh, apply ourselves just a bit more. Yeah, I mean, Davey T, uh, just on Cantwell, um, you, I'll be honest, I think pre-season he has looked a little bit off the pace. I think he's, he's gone through the motions a little bit. But I still think that, that in that midfield yesterday, he was, he was needed um, and, and, and from the start. As I said, Kieran Dow got the nod. And, and I, I, I've got to come to you on, on John Lundstrom. Um, I was, like Bill, really surprised to see him in the team yesterday. I think that I'm going to say it now. If we're playing him and Borna Barisic is another one, constantly, um, we're in trouble. Yeah, well, we've been missing a right winger, haven't we? So, what do you do if you're missing a right winger? You, you stick, uh, you stick Lundstrom out there. Uh, I just don't understand it at all. The, um, but Bill made the exact same mistake as he did in the Scottish Cup last season. He dropped Cantwell, he dropped Raskin there then as well. But uh, he, he played thankfully played Raskin today as well or yesterday. And no, it was just the first time. We've lost an opening day game in 25 years of there. So Bill's got already got a record that he can that he can uh, put in his back pocket. No, it's just uh, I, I don't understand. Team selection, I don't understand that at all. I don't... Uh, yeah, I, th I think Cantwell's problem is that he wants in the same position as Lammers. And I think uh, that uh, Bill preferred Lammers. So his he's way was to, to drop Cantwell. And I admit, Cantwell hasn't been great in the... But, I mean, anybody's better. I mean, you can put me out there and I'd be better than John Lundstrom. Lundstrom's the one that, that he's, you know, he's going to get a, a lot of... I can see a lot of comments flying in tonight, so sorry if I don't get, get to all of them. But, but Bill, just to, just to quickly stay on John Lundstrom, um, I don't think it was his... I've seen him play worse yesterday. And, and listen, all 11 players and, and 13, 14 that come off... You know, players that come off the bench were, were poor as well. But he just slows us down so much. And he also, he almost plays like another centre-half. Um, and with this narrow formation, and we've got Barisic and Tavernier both sides, my worry is with Bill, he's expecting to get a Tavernier and Barisic, which you see three years ago at 55. They're no longer them players that are bombing up and down. And that's where our whip's going to come from. Then, again, as I've said already, we're in trouble. Yep. Um, we don't have width really in this team and you know I don't think there's necessarily that much wrong with playing narrow but you do have to be able to exploit the width when you do have it um, I actually thought Barisic was okay yesterday I don't know that he got past marks but he was okay um, a couple of decent crosses in and stuff um, I, I know I've, I mean I've seen in the chat you know people talking about Tavin Barisic but I don't think they were the problem yesterday Lindstrom does slow us down um and he sort of sits off, he's behind the ball and all of that. And I think there's a place for that. I think, you know, when you're playing better sides, when you play in Europe, a guy like Lindstrom might actually be sort of what you need in the team. But playing against Kilmarnock, I just think we need to take the game to them. It seemed to me as if Beal was setting us up quite cagey and, you know, sort of almost waiting for Kilmarnock to tire themselves out before we really went for the jugular and I think we need to go for the jugular right from the start. Gio used to do this as well. I don't understand it. You know, I think the the types of teams that we're going to come up against in the SPL and no disrespect to Kilmarnock, but I just, I think he, Gio is giving, the, giving Kilmarnock far too much respect. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Davey P, look, I don't want to make excuses and I'm not going to make, make excuses, but, but that pitch, and I think we say it every time we play against Kilmarnock, or we play against Livingston, but it was, it, you know, this time of the season, it was so dry. You could see the players, it, it took that time to, to, you know, we didn't get used to it in the end, to be honest. We could still be there tonight, we, we wouldn't have scored. But my frustration is we've seen this before. You know, Ger uh, Bill was part of, of Gerard's backroom staff that goes to Kilmarnock and, and, and doesn't have the best record, to be fair. We look like a team that wasn't ready, and, and that's, a, that's a real worry for me. The pitch... <clears throat> 
clearly isn't ideal, you know, and and I think professional football should not be played on on artificial surfaces. But having said that, I mean, this is Rangers players against Kilmarnock players. We should be able to play them on Saltcoats Beach and beat them. So a red blaze, any surface you like, we have got better players. So we should be winning this nine, 99 times out of 100. Uh, so we, we really need to find something else which is uh, responsible for yesterday's defeat. The pitch isn't ideal, but it's the same for both sides. So we knew what we were walking into. It was no big surprise. You know, they never you know, un unveiled it five minutes to go. So uh, no excuses. We, uh, I mean, Dessers looked like he had never seen an artificial surface in his life, the way he played. And when Cantwell did come on, he spent half the time he was on the pitch on his arse. So we uh, either it's the footwear that's not correct or the preparation is not correct. Something uh, is was was not quite right. But the surface is, 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 you know, we knew what we were walking into. So I don't think we've, uh, we can wheel that as, a, as an excuse for our performance yesterday. I think it was more to do with their attitude than, uh, than the surface, to be honest. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Dave, David T, uh, David P just mentioned Des is there, who another one was in for quite a lot of criticism um, for for his performance. What what did you make of him in that first half? He had the best chance of, of the first half when it you know it fell to his his left foot. I'm going to be probably a little bit nice to Des in the fact that I don't think he got a decent bit of service for the whole hour he was on. I thought the midfield every time the ball went up to him, it was a 50-50 or a 60-40. We didn't play safe side. Um, so I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack, but he does look like he's a week or two behind um, of saying that they all did, they all did yesterday. I suppose he, he did have the two shots and go, I think. Uh, one, the, the keeper got down well to it. It's just unfortunate. If it was anywhere away from the keeper, it would have probably been in the net, but that's uh, that's the thing. But listen, we're playing in the same park as they are, and I know they can train, but we've got plastic, we've, we've got uh, these plastic parks at uh, the training ground as well. So uh, I don't really think it's that much of an excuse. We keep we keep using it. I mean, we've, we've been using excuses out of the whole build-up. Uh, the, the players are playing with tired legs and uh, they've been doing so much training and we've been giving them an excuse every game. And now we're moving on to another excuse, the park. Well, we use that every year, but... We beat them last year on it. We beat them nearly every every year on it. So it's just yeah. Keep looking for excuses. That's a, that, that's the way. And uh, yeah, I, I just I just think we should be as David said, we should be able to beat them in, in a, a beach uh, with the, with the talent we should have. And we were talking about we were talking about six million pound players there picking them up at the the Poundland uh, door. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to touch on that that in a minute. But for me, I think if, if anyone that is, you know, if anyone is at Rangers and, and blaming the pitch for yesterday, they've got, you know, they've got big, they've got big, big problems. It shouldn't be an excuse at all. Um, Bill, I said, uh, you know, that first half, there's not much for us really to go through. Um, apart from that, Dessa's chance really. It was slow. It was flat. As I said, the ball was going. I'm going to say it. The horseshoe was, was back. It was, you know, full back to full back. It was slow. Too many touches. Um, did you expect to see any changes at half time? Uh, yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I was screaming for Cantwell to come on at half time. Um, I've seen a couple of people in the comments saying no excuses. And that's right, you know, we, we can't make excuses for yesterday. It just wasn't good enough. Um, the, the first half, I don't think we started well. I think there was that one chance that Seema had, the sort of back heel. Um, which looked as if it could almost have gone in, um, just wasn't quite high enough to get past the goalkeeper. But yeah, as you say, the Dessers half chance. But apart from that, you know, I don't think we created anything. We didn't have any invention. So yeah, come half time, I was screaming to get Cantwell on or to change something. Um, I, do, I don't know if it is back to the horseshoe. I don't know that it's quite that. Um, but we, we need to be doing something differently. Um, as as David T said, you know, it's the the plastic pitch shouldn't be a surprise. We've played on it before. We beat Kilmarnock on it loads of times before. So Bale should have known what he needed to do yesterday to get the win and didn't seem to want to do it. He seemed to want to play this cagey game 
where we sort of move the ball around in front of them a lot, but nobody's really picking up the space, making the runs, dragging their defenders away. I, I just don't get it. You know, I, I really don't understand why we we turned up and played like that yesterday. Uh, you know, you remember this is the team under Michael Peel. It's not the same team, obviously, but it's the manager putting out the team. And he, you know, had a great run when he first came in. Um, I can't even remember how many games it was that he, he went unbeaten at the start of his Rangers manager career. This is the, the manager that beat Celtic 3-0 towards the end of the season. So to me, you know, like, I, I think we'll be okay. I think Peel does know what he's doing. I just can't fathom what he thought he was doing yesterday. Davey P, I know we, we, we spoke about the, the starting eleven yesterday. Did, did Bill overthink it yesterday? Because I think yesterday's on him. Um, it, you know, he, he's got to set us up. I think we all spoke last week about our pre-season and there was a lot of people in the comments saying we was overreacting with our pre-season. I think the Olympiacos game had bells ringing for me. Um, uh, yeah, I know he, he said he, he'd run the players before, but I just thought, hold on a minute, this this is not good. Um, you know, I, I see the, the question yesterday, Bill, Bill under pressure already. You're always under pressure when you're, when you're, when you're Rangers manager. But did, yeah, back to the first question, David P, did he, did he overthink it yesterday? Well, I don't think so, Mason, because, you know, he's got enough experience of going to these grounds to know what's expected. I think possibly, and, and I could be talking pure shite here, but I think it's possibly something to do with, you know, that there's so many new faces in there, there's so many guys who are just not familiar with one another, so that when they're, you know, walking out, they, they don't know other strengths and weaknesses, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, and I'm sure that that it's, it's something to do with the kind of rather dysfunctional, you know, performance that we had. So I, th I think in the longer term, you know, we'll be okay. I think it's it's one result. Uh, if it becomes a trend, you know, two would be, you know, a huge problem. Three is a trend. And then, you know, we're asking questions. So I think uh, Wednesday is a big game. And I think, you know, we have no second chances here. You know, we've got 37 other league games, as Michael Beale pointed out at the end of the game. But uh, we don't have that on Wednesday, so we need to get it right. And I, th I think it'll be a big test for us on Wednesday. So I'm hoping that Michael doesn't overthink it. Just uh, just play to our strengths, you know, but I think we need to. he needs to uh, have a, a long, hard think about who he's putting out there and whether they, whether they will go out there and perform as a team, because I don't think we did that yesterday. Absolutely spot on, uh, Davey P. Davey T, as I said, I think it's, it's kind of difficult to, to go for, you know, want to go through the, the, the game and that first half, second half, and talk about patterns of play and even the chances, but there's literally, from our side, there's, there's absolutely nothing. But obviously the goal we conceded, um, I feel like it's a goal we've conceded for the last three years, just over on repeat. We give away a really, really sloppy throw-in. I think Borna Barisic has got to be strong and see it out. He, he does the easy option, kicks it out for a throw-in. Throw-in comes in, long throw-in, don't win the first one, and, and John Suter gets it caught underneath his feet and then bang. And you just knew from then that, that the game was... To, uh, to be honest, you could tell from then we, we, we weren't going to get back into it. Well, I've said in a few pods, uh, if you've got a barrel with a hole in it, you can dress it up any way you want. You can make it all nice and shiny, but that, unless you fix that hole in the barrel, then nothing changes. It'll still leak. So that's the exact same. If you look at our defence, what has actually changed? Absolutely nothing. We've still got Tavernier, Connor Goldson. Okay, Suter, you could say, is different, but if Suter any different than Balligan was, really, in, in his good season. Uh, and and then Borna Barisic. So there's absolutely nothing changed there. Got a better goalkeeper. And if it wasn't for the goalkeeper, it would probably three, three now, because he made two really good saves. No, it's just, uh, as I say, nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing and until we until we get a decent... And I don't know, maybe I, I'm not seeing what, what Beal has seen, but... I don't understand why we let the boy Mayo go, because he was he was, he was one of the best players on the park. What's the fact? Um, last season he was uh, I think he had the most uh, shutouts from a uh, defensive shutouts from uh, from all the all the other teams. 
they some I don't know many, but I think they four or five behind each other and then they run into the end of the league. So I, I just don't know why we didn't. I mean, we're, we're dying out, crying out for a centre-half and then they let that boy go. I, I, I just don't understand. If you're going to let him go, bring somebody else in first because because we know we're, we're struggling for a centre-half. But the most is, the most we're, we're, we're struggling, and I, I know a lot of people are going to jump at me for this, we're struggling for a Ryan Kent type, somebody that can go, go through past three players in a, in a flash, uh, that can, can open up defences. Because uh, we've absolutely got nobody that can do that just now, nobody, and that's what we need. And the the one person that probably could do it, and we're I know we're coming on to it, uh, was Sakala. I, I think we we miss a player like him as well because that that's just exactly what we need. We need somebody that can can go past players, and we need somebody that can do a bit of different because the the players we've got just now are not doing anything different than we've been watching the time and time again. We'll, we'll certainly come on to fashion, Sakala, in a minute. I'll save that conversation for, for in a minute. But on the Ryan Kemp point, David, we haven't seen that from Ryan Kemp for the last 18 months. That's why he's left the football club. I understand that type of player um, maybe 18 months ago in Europe when we beat Dortmund. Fair enough. But that Ryan Kemp, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying that. Buying that I, one. I, I, I agree with you with that. I'm, I'm seeing a player like that. But even even when when, when in the the two year ago, even when Ryan Kent was playing bad, he was still taking three players to mark him. Well, if they've got three players marking Ryan Kent, there must be players free somewhere. And that's just uh, we just need. And I think that that see the work that Ryan Kent covering back did. I think that that is totally underrated because he done some amount of work cover covering back. And I, I just we, we need we need speed somewhere. And we're, we're, the only person that's got speed at the moment is, is uh, probably going to be leaving. Two, two that have got speed are probably going to be leaving. And yeah, this is uh, we've been crying out for a winger for years, and there just nobody seems to be doing anything about it. Yeah, it looks like the, the whole wingers, uh, you know, on the bill. What we've seen so far, it looks like we won't be playing with them, which is a. Uh... Bit of a worry, worrying thought, but Bill, I just want to come on to the point that Davey said about Lewis Mayoff. Yeah, to be fair, I did think he had a good game, was probably the best centre-half on the pitch yesterday, which is just typical of us when we, when he plays against us. But but the, the question is, um, and I've, again, I've seen it in the comments and I've seen it online, is these players are going to take time to settle. Totally understand that. We've had a lot of new faces, a lot of players that have been in different leagues. Accept that. What I don't accept and which I don't buy, it was the same for Kilmarnock yesterday. They signed more players than us. And the only player they could actually go and spend money on for an undisclosed fee was Lewis Mayer from us. So that for me, as we've said already, the quality we've got on that pitch, we should be getting 10, 15 you know, times better than what we see. And that is the big worry. Yeah. Um, and Kelly bringing in new players uh, <laughs> does bring in new players. Teams will take time gel and settle but one of the things that I noticed and again I've seen it in the comments tonight Kilmarnock wanted it more um, now I, I like Derek McInnes as a manager I know people have Rangers supporters have got their opinions on Derek McInnes I, I thought he was good at Aberdeen I thought he was good for the club I actually really respected the fact that he, he sort of turned down the opportunity to maybe come back to Rangers because he believed in what he was doing at Aberdeen and I, I don't know how much of that yesterday was Kilmarnock wanting it more because, you know, the the manager and what he's instilling in them because it didn't look like a lot of our players wanted it that badly yesterday, you know. Uh, Lewis Mayo was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, we we have players like that and we let them go. Now, I'm, I'm not saying he's Rangers first team standard or anything like that, but um, I say he certainly wasn't any worse than our two centre-halves yesterday and I probably think he was a damn sight better. Um, so that that's really really frustrating. Um, just with what Davy was saying there, I think you know that that stuff with Ken. I was a big defender of Ryan Ken almost until the end because of the amount of getting back that he would do, and he was often taking two or three players out of the game because they were there to mark him. So you know, I, I think we do need a player like that who can go past somebody who can actually do something and. I think we have got players capable of going past a man, but nobody was trying it yesterday. I think that's one of the problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Simmer tried it once and then thought, no, nah, I'm up. You know, he, he didn't do it again. 
Um, David P, just to just to come on then to to fashion Sir Carla because uh, we've said I'm getting a lot of comments. I wanted to save this for later, but he, he's he's left the football club. Um, well, he's not left officially, but it looks like he said his goodbyes on on Instagram. He's going to be moving to Saudi. Um, David T there just mentioned that that he would have you know it was his you know would have liked to have seen him yesterday. Um, for me, I don't think Fashion Zakala impacts that game any different to the players that we've got. I think there's a reason why he's leaving. Um, but there are a lot that, that that are sad to see him go. What's your thoughts on on Sakala's departure? I I don't think Fashion was of the correct standard to play for Rangers. And I've you know the WhatsApp group that I'm in, and I'm looking at you, Billy. So the, I don't think he's a. Well, he's not a lost is to be honest, is he? Because the. You know, pace, yes. Composure, nothing. So, I mean, are we a, a worse team? We're not having Fashion Sakala to call on from the bench and trying to rescue a point at Kilmarnock. The, the game's way bigger than that. So, Michael Beale's got Wednesday to uh, contend with before he thinks about next Saturday when I think it's Livy we're up against. And guess what? It's going to be exactly the same. Livingston going to have five stretches across the back, four in front of that, and they'll have a guy up Pester and you know our central defenders, hoping that he can hold the ball up while they charge forward, and 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 the few times that they get uh, possession of the ball, so Michael Beale needs to find a solution for it. He needs to find a way around it, and he's got after Wednesday a couple of days to think about Livingston because all nineteen of our home games, well maybe seventeen of our home games, will will follow exactly the same format. So he needs to just come up with a solution that gets us around that, a team selection, a formation, a structure, whatever he what he has to do, he knows what he has to do. It's not a big surprise. So he needs to get, we come up against, you know, exactly, we, we walked in there, no surprises in terms of the pitch, in terms of command up, the formation, what we were up against, and we failed, failed, and failed. So let's say... Not a good look for Michael Beale, which and I said, you know, in the, in the the comments yesterday, it was very disappointing, but more than that, it was very concerning that we walked into that and not knowing. It looked like we didn't know what we were doing, uh, and the performance, you know, from the from the get go all the way to the end, I thought we have they, we just walked into it. We just stood on the trap door, and they pulled the handle and. That is just nuts. That's unforgivable. So Michael Beale needs to get uh, some some work done in terms of uh, finding a, a solution to this because yesterday's solution was uh, lamentable. David T, I know you want to maybe mention that what, what, you know on Sakala because I know you you spoke about it earlier. So I'll I'll let you come to that, David T. Um, yeah, you're disappointed to see him, see him go. To be fair, there is a lot of comments coming in that, that, that they are as well. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, if I'm going out yesterday and I'm, I'm the right back, Kelly's right back, and I've got to face Fashion Sakawa or I've got to face Dowell, I'm thinking... Thank goodness I've not got that speed against me. But obviously they 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 they'll they'll have watched out and they know exactly what he what he does. And they know he's not got a great amount of speed. So if I'm the right back, I'm just I'm 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 really wasn't that that, that Sakala's no playing. And and yeah, I dare I say it Matondo, at least he's got speed, but uh, obviously he's he's I don't know what 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 why he's been getting millions of pounds transfers, but uh Somebody seems to like him somewhere, but uh, he's certainly not showed it with Rangers. But uh, that—that's just—I just think that he brings a caliber. I mean, they scored a lot of goals last year. Was it twelve? I think he had something like that. And I just think he brings something different. Yes, sometimes he falls over his own feet, which is uh, unfortunate. And yes, he does have blow-ups in front of goal, but he still scores. He still scores, and he does bring do things that's different. And I just think we need that. We need we need pace. We need. Uh, I don't mind letting Sakawa go if we're going to be bringing in an improvement to him. But if we're letting him go and we're going to stick with the players we've got just now, and have Dowell as a left wing and uh, and Lundstrom in the right wing, yeah, sorry, we're not going to get fifty six. We're not, the only fifty six we'll be getting will be a bus. Dave, it's, pace is, is not much of an asset to you when you're coming up against guys who are in a line of five across the 18-yard line, and then there's four in front of them. The number of times, you know, we would see John Souter or Connor Goldson step forward, you know, looking to, to thread a pass through. So he's not going to thread it through to anyone who's, where pace is any good to them. Someone who's got a good touch, who will play, you know, the triangles to get through that defence. So when you're coming up against that, when the, when the penalty box is like Sucky Hall Street, doesn't matter, pace is, is irrelevant. It's, it's football that, that's that's going to beat that team. It's not not pace. You're not going to ping it over their head and it's a it's a 25, 30 yard race to the ball. Fashion's out of the game. Yeah. I, I think if you get him out uh, with the right back and get get him I think one against one, Sakawa's going to beat him for speed and get round the back. I mean, even Borna Barisic get round the back once uh, and, and managed to cross it and and he's not the fastest player in the world. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know is, is, Sima, is Sima an improvement in, in Sakawa? Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the one. That's, that's the jury, jury's out on it, on that, because it's it's early doors. But, uh, yeah, he, he was poor yesterday as well. He was, he, he was re- really, really poor. Um, but I, I, I do tend to agree with David P with, with Sakala. I think, I think we've got to remember what we've seen from Sakala in the last couple of years as well. And, and, and don't get me wrong, yeah, he's, he did. He has got good numbers last season, but a lot of his goals last season when games, we were, the league was done. The league was done, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the problem for me. It comes back to the manager where I'd say yesterday was a must-win. I think, I think when we look at Bill's must-win games, when we look back to the three old firm games last season and then that yesterday when it's a clean slate, and, and, you know, we, we're at it. We, we didn't turn up again. And, and that's a worry. And the players like Fashion Sakala, you know, I, I don't see him digging us out that, that hole yesterday. But I've, got, I've got to be honest. Bill, I'll let you comment on that one as well because it's a good talking point. Yeah, uh, as you know, I'm a fan of Fashion Sakala. Uh, I like that he's an unpredictable player. I get what Davy P is saying. Yes, it's never going to be a case against Kelly where we're playing the ball 30 yards over their heads and expecting him to run onto it. And that's fine. I don't think his pace has a huge amount necessarily in that game yesterday. But what Sakala will always do is pick up the ball, kick it past the right back and run round him. And even if he gets three out of 10 where he gets to the ball and crosses it in, it's still more than anybody was doing yesterday, you know. Uh, is Sakala the right standard for Rangers? Probably not. But is the guys that we've replaced him with doing any better based on yesterday's showing also not so yeah uh, let's Sakala go great but let's make sure that you know these guys that have come in are going to get the 12 goals or whatever this Sakala got 
Yeah, no, that's, that's a really, really good point. As I said, we'll, we'll judge these players on the performances and so far, obviously, first one or not, it was really poor. But David P, to pick it up a, a little bit then, uh, we'll look ahead to, to Wednesday. Um, it's I'm glad we've got a game midweek um, and, it, and it's not wait, waiting a whole week to... You know, going over this, you know, and as I said, it was there's, there's, for me there was there was zero positives. Um, so, what, what do you expect Wednesday, Davey P? Um, fullbacks for me, we've all said it. I said everyone in the comments has said it is a big issue. Do we throw Sterling in? Do do we? You know, Bill keeps saying we've got two players for every position. I thought our fullbacks again. I know, I know certain people think Barisic was okay yesterday. Not for me. And I thought James Tavernier as well was was extremely poor. So this is where Bill needs to be ruthless. Uh, and if Sterling's fit, playing. Well, I think there was a, a there was a, an opportunity yesterday for Bill to be a, a wee bit, maybe not ruthless, but a wee bit brutal in terms of calling them out for the performance that they put in yesterday. So I, I don't know what, I mean, maybe they're falling for the, you know, we're a big club, Kelly, we're a small club. You know, we just have to turn up. It'll pretty much be uh, going to script. Whereas, uh, you know, no one, Kilmarnock will always get a vote. Livingston next Saturday will get a vote. So we have to display the correct attitude, you know, and and and, and get out there. So I, I hope Michael Beale's not, you know, talking these guys up, thinking that they're, they're better than they are. They've done nothing for Rangers. So and, until that's the case, you know, then uh, we... I mean, Sima, for instance, I mean, I've been taking it in, in the neck view over Fashion Sakala. But for you know, my, my view that fashion's not good enough and it's no loss to his Fashion Sakala going, but getting beaten over the head, you know, with the guys who came in yesterday and did not improve things one iota. So that that's the look. Uh, it's bad. But Michael Beale on Wednesday has to get this right. So I, I think he is a, he's, he's a far smaller window then perhaps he realises in terms of, you know, where this will all go if he doesn't get it right. Because uh, the, clearly they'll be a decent side, you know, because they'll have uh, well up the, the Swiss league. So they come, you know, having perhaps surprisingly got past Genk, uh, but they are what they are and we need to be ready for them. I'm hoping that the, the, the attitude of, of the Rangers players on Wednesday is a whole load different. And, and we take that into Saturday. That That's the the biggest thing. The team are, are now there, so he has to work with them, get them to perform as a team, and they uh, get through these qualifiers. But I think Michael Beal, he, he has to stop protecting them from, from the, the harsh truth. You know, if, if they're shite, then say they're shite. Don't yeah. say, oh, but there's 37 games to go. Tell them what exactly what they did is, is unacceptable. So stop mollycoddling them. Tell them they're shite when they're shite. Yeah. No, no, I absolutely agree with that, uh, Davey P. And I, I, you know, again, I don't want to sort of be on, you know, Bill bashing after the first game of the season. But I was really frustrated when I listened to his post-match press conference yesterday. And he said, not everything was terrible about yesterday. Well, he's watching a completely different game to me in, in a Rangers sense. Um, and, and yeah, I expect it to change Wednesday. Davy T with with Gent going out, I think we all thought Gent would would go go through. Uh, so that managed to, to to knock them out. And to be fair, they had ten men uh, away from home for for, for ninety five minutes and, and ended up ended up doing it. I think anyone in that Rangers camp taking this game lightly will be in for a shock. This will be a this will be a tough test. Thank the. Ten men that went on. It was it's the exact same as Kilmarnock yesterday. They wanted it better, and that was uh, once the ten went down to ten men. They thought, oh, no problem. They done us done us a big favour because I think if that striker had come up against their defence, it would be heading them in for fun. But uh, because what a, what a man mountain that guy is, and the the wee winger that they they had it was a pencil, I think as you call him. He was, he was a great player, but anyway, they get put out. Uh, what we've got to watch, because what I, I saw a lot in the first game when we were playing against Henk, was that they use a lot of long diagonals behind the, the full-backs. Uh, the big centre-half, he can he can hit a 60-70 yard pass, and they were doing that regularly against uh, Henk in the first game. They didn't do it so much in the second game, because I think they were getting more pressed in the second game, but um, no, that's... Uh, that, that's what we've got to watch out. 
And I, I just think it's a. I, I think we're lucky that that they put out Kent because I think we were a lot more trouble with Kent. But I mean, these this is teams. If you want to do well in the European Cup, they, these are teams we should be beating. I mean, we we get beat against Liverpool. Okay, it should never have been should never have been what it was. But uh, you can understand it. We lose it against teams like that against teams like Barcelona. There's no way we're going to be up playing against them. But, Teams like Servet from from Switzerland, sorry, yeah, they're they're not they're not they're not from Andorra, so they should be they should be our class. Bill, yeah, I agree with that. As I've said earlier, I, I don't think we should be taking them lightly at all. But this be this should be a tie that we should be coming through. Um, you know, I want to say no problem, but you know, after yesterday, I'm not sure it'll be a tough tie. Um, but I, I, you know, we should be coming through this. I think. They're ranked something two hundred and something I see today, and we're we're ranked thirtieth, and we've took out some 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 really good teams in Europe over the last few years. I know the team's looking different now, but but again, no excuses. We need to get through this tight um, um, and and start well at Ibrox on Wednesday. I think if we get through this this tight, I'm right in saying we get the guaranteed five or six million. Um, if we don't end up going through the the next one, which is which is huge for the football club. So Wednesday night, you know. You, we said it there with the the, the team. What what you expecting? Any different? Um, does Sifuentes get get thrown into to that midfield? Aye, hopefully. Um, hopefully, you know, we need to do something different. Um, the more that we are talking about it tonight, the more I'm thinking. Yesterday, a lot of it would seemed to have been a bit attitude. Gilmarnock did want it more. We need to want it more on Wednesday night. And do you know this? I I think it was. Well, I'll not say the name of the radio station at the weekend that I was listening to, but talking about Servette, and I think their record signing ever cost them €700,000. You know, so if you think about football just in purely budgetary terms, which uh, is a lot of the way that we talk about football nowadays, the money that Rangers spend on players, as opposed to the money that Servette spend on players, this should be one of these ties, like the likes of a, a St. Johnson or a Kilmarnock where we go out and spank them, but I've got absolutely no confidence that we're going to do that. You know, in fact, I'm, I'm sort of 50-50 in how I feel about this tie. And I think they potentially could cause us real problems. It'll be interesting to see how they play against us because they're not a typical, you know, like the, the types of teams that we come up against where they've got 10 men behind the ball. I think they will come out and try and play some football. Uh, but we need to want it. That's first and foremost, I think. If, if we go out there and have the, the attitude that we had yesterday... Um, you know, against what the guy in the comments is saying is an organised and hardworking team. Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll really struggle. So hopefully a little bit of a change in personnel, uh, despite the fact that he, he didn't do much yesterday, I would still like to see Todd Cantwell start. Um, and hopefully, you know, with a couple of different players coming in and we can go out there and actually do something against them. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a must. David P, I just want to come to a quick question from, from Mark. Um, and it's about the whip coming from the, the fullbacks. And he says they're two younger sign, signings, uh, a fullback, a priority. Uh, again, a lot of the comments is, is based on the fullbacks. We've all spoke about Barisic and Tavernier. Um, and, and as I said, that 55 season, I don't, keep, don't want to go back to it. But in terms of fullbacks, we did have Tavernier and Barisic bombing down their wings and they were giving the whip. But that was, you know, as I said, that's gone now. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? We've obviously got Sterling there, and you know Yilmaz. There's still question marks, but but if they, if that is going to be the way we go, I, I, you know I, I would agree with Mark. I, I think we do need to add a, a, another fullback. Yeah, I mean we we need to think about the supply of the ball to our forward yesterday, and and why that was uh, so poor. So that that will be the the, the problem that Michael Beale has to solve this this week. You know, both getting into the the European time Wednesday and and particularly, you know, next Saturday when we're going to come up against exactly the same formation, so we need to find solutions. Uh, and 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 he's got the a, a big squad at his disposal, so he has to find a way, and then he has to have the the players go out there and and do put into action what he's he he wants to do, and and if they don't, then then replace them with people who will. It's uh, no more complicated than that. But what I I would say about Tavernier yesterday, I I was a wee bit disappointed in, in the lack of response when 
clearly when we get to about half an hour into this game and it's not going to plan. And that, for me, is when the skipper earns his corn in terms of, you know, having that armband. Other than, you know, tossing a coin at the start of the game, he has to let these people know that what we're doing in the first 30 minutes of this game is not good enough. It shouldn't really wait until half time to Michael Beale tells them, well, by the way, lads, you're playing shit. James Tavernier should be on that pitch reminding them on a minute-by-minute -minute basis how they're doing, you know, encouraging when it goes well, you know, and chastising when it isn't. So I, I think we've probably, been, I've probably been spoiled by Rangers skippers in the past where they were leaders on the pitch and I just don't see James Tavernier as being that. It's, uh, I, I was thinking, you know, in the first half, he hasn't got to about 30 minutes and it was all very mediocre. And thinking, you know, this isn't going to change, which is what. And, and when I watched the, the the second half of that game, it, and it was almost expectation and and where with this was going to end, and we seemed unable or to to do anything about it. We just couldn't make the change, you know. To and it was it was it was a, a bit of an eye opener yesterday. I'm thinking, and so what's the change from last season? What's changed here? You know, with a whole load of new personnel. But we're coming up against, you know, teams, you know, with a low block, and we just don't have any answers, and that's exactly what we ran into yesterday. So, that's what was a uh, very, you know, concerning for me, is that we've changed so many staff, and uh, we're, we're facing the same problems. So, it's, it's the different actors in the same field, David, isn't it? It's the same stuff that we've seen over again, and and that's the the biggest frustration. David T, I'll, I'll bring you in on this, and. And I know you like this one, you probably picked up in it as well, but it's the throw-ins yesterday when we're 1-0, even when we're 0-0, but even worse when we're 1-0 down. I think John Lundstrom's got a throw-in to, to take a quick one and he stands on it for 10, 15, 20 seconds and he waits for Tavernier to run all the way over and then take it and then we end up throwing the ball in and it's a 50-50. And it's just basics. It just, but it's something we've seen from a Rangers team over and over. Why does Tavernier have to run 30 yards to take a free kick or a corner or, 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 or you know a throw-in? It's just something you're told when you're nine, ten years old, and it's just why are we still seeing it? Yeah, yeah Mason, was it, are you talking about? Sorry, David, were you talking about the instance where Tavernier took the corner on the yeah. left hand side? We won the throwing on the right hand side, and he trotted all the way over the pitch to take it. Yeah, I know, I, I thought exactly the same at the time. I'm thinking, why the fuck have they waited for him to come all the way over here for, to take that throwing? And the chappy who had the ball handed it to me was so close to him. And, and we don't have the presence of mind, the urgency, to take a throw-in when, you know, Kilmarnock aren't set for the throw-in. We wait until they're set, then take it and lose the fucking ball. It's, 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 constant. it's constant. It's not just with throw-ins, throw it's set pieces as well. I think there was one at the end there, 93rd minute, Raskin could just, just play a short one. Just do it. They're not ready. And then it's right, Tavernier comes over, they get set, you know, they're winning everything in the air. So let's just go and put another ball in the air. It's just, David T, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, I totally agree. But I, I can't say it any better than David said it because it's just something that's hugged me for a long, long time. And it's just wasting time. You're chasing you're chasing a 1-0, you're down 1-0, you're chasing a game, and then you help them. By, by, what is it, a minute, two minutes? That it took... Uh, and even... even you see uh, Tavernier a lot. Not taking his time, taking his time to take the, 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 the throw in. And then, as you say, 50-50. He throws a 50. In fact, a lot of them will lose because, uh, because it's... Nobody move. That, that's the whole thing in our team that we've not changed. It's, it's something that was a Davy says. No, you said in different uh, actors in a, in a different kind of film. And that, that is just it. The, the movement is no better than it was. In fact, it might even be worse. We might be more static now. There's absolutely nobody running the channels. There's nobody... Yeah, just totally no movement. We're just what you go... You know how they used to say that you you play, put out dustbins and then play around them? And that's the way, that's the way it looks like. It looks like we just set up in, a, in one position, and we're told, and I thought that's the thing that was going to be that Bill would have brought in that we were far more fluid and, and players changing positions. And 
it just seems to have been back into the old uh, you're there, you stand there, you stand there, and 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 no, there's totally no movement at all. And I, I, did, I don't know whether Wammers, I thought he would be uh, going into gaps everywhere, but he didn't seem to do it yesterday. Just a sort of a yeah, we made it. We made it really easy for their centre halves. Put it that way. Yeah, it did. And yeah, someone just said it there. Killy well deserved, and they did. They did. We won't take any away from them. They 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 should have. You know, Bill. Yeah, I, I, good time to to bring it. Been Jack Butland. Um, to be fair, I, I thought he he looked assured yesterday. Pulled off a couple of good saves. Good coming for crosses. See how frustrated he was at one 0 down. He was screaming at his defence to move the ball quicker. Um, but yeah, what did you think of Jack Butland? Um, I know obviously it's a defeat and not a clean sheet, but if you're scraping the barrel, I suppose that, that there is a you know a bit of confidence in, in a goalkeeper there. Yeah, I thought he looked all right. Um, he did well at one point coming out to the edge of his area to win a challenge and clear the ball. Um, and I think he looks solid enough. Um, but with that defence in front of him, we're still just going to leak goals. Um, and you know, like I don't want to be too critical of the defence individually because I like those four players individually, but I don't know what we're doing as a as a, a defensive unit. You know, we just seem to it's, it's that one goal, and Jack Butlin's not going to stop us from losing that one goal if every time we have a throw in or a corner towards the end of a game or something. You know, we're we're all worried about it. You know, how how often have you seen it that? things are all level or maybe we're a goal ahead in the last 10 or 15 minutes and the opposition gets a throw in or a corner and we all worry, you know, we all go, oh, here we go, because we've lost that goal so many times. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he looked as if his attitude was right. He, like you say, I did see him screaming at the defence at points. And that, that's a good thing. You do need uh, a keeper there that's vocal. So I think I've not seen enough of him yet to say that I'm dead set on him as our number one forever. But yeah, I like what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Davey P, bringing it back then to, to Wednesday night. Uh, Danilo didn't get a start yesterday. We, we went with Dessas, but what, what are you thinking for Wednesday? Uh, both of them, both of them up there. We've I said we've we paid a lot of money for both, so, so why can't we? Why can't we get them both in? Yeah, absolutely. Get them in there. Do you know if they're the best quality we've got? Michael Beale will obviously see them on the training pitch. You know, uh, early this week. Uh, so, and we'll be hopefully we'll start to see a return on our money because that these guys have been brought in for these games. So, I, I don't see any reason why they would be sat on the bench. So, oh, he's only here a week. So, well, and is he a good football player? Get him on there. We need him. So that's it's, that's Michael Beale's job. To get them ready for Wednesday, no matter how you know whatever length of time he has, he has to just make sure that he's got them set, got them to some level of understanding, and 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 perhaps most importantly, they're out there with the correct mindset. We want pace, we want energy, we want enthusiasm. You know, when the, the whole thing is just yesterday, just looks so casual. It's just. Uh, it drives me nuts. I must say that that absolutely drives me round the bend when I, I see Rangers players. You know, I don't know whether it's it smacks of entitlement or arrogance or whatever they think. They just show up and you get nothing unless you work hard for it. And I just want to see us work harder because I see when Todd Cantwell came and you seen that Todd Cantwell's. I don't know. It's just sheer enthusiasm. It's just keen to impress. But they're not the amount of running that he did, you know, in terms of laying the ball and then immediately setting off to, to, to take a return, you know. And you thought, gosh, this guy, either he will become like us or we will become like him. And I think it's it's going to be the former because you just see that uh, Todd Cantwell slipping into, you know, he just passed the ball and you don't need to, you know, a wee five-yard run, you know, to, to make yourself into a space to take a return. He just seems to be losing that, and that that's concerning, because I, I think that's what Rangers do to players, is that we uh, we seem to have that you know entitlement expectation that we're 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 going to win most games, and we do win most games, but I think that translates into the the head of the players, and that they don't have to try as hard as, as perhaps they could. Uh, so we need to get that stopped. We need to get that. We need to have these guys go out there with hunger in their belly. 
because you, when, as we said earlier, you look at the the players that Kamalak have brought in and the players that Rangers have brought in, and you would say on paper we'd have a far higher standard, but we're not of a far higher standard if they're not going to work hard. So uh, that was a quite apparent. We need to get that stopped pretty damn quick. It's, it's actually you're absolutely spot on, Davy. And look, if there is anything good that can come out of yesterday, is it's it's happened early. They've, they've had that early, um, and I hope that's the case. And it's a real wake up call that just because you've got that shirt and doesn't mean you don't have to try as hard and and run as hard. Um, and 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 I'd like to think you know they'd learn a lot from from yesterday more than than winning six six in a row. Albeit that's what we want, Davy T. Just to come back to a point we we spoke about earlier about Todd Cantwell. Um, and Sam Lammers. For me, looking looking into to pre-season, it looks like Lammers has gone and played that role that Cantwell was playing towards the end of last season. And it looks like Cantwell has been, it obviously didn't start yesterday, but it's been sort of playing a, a different position. Do you think it's one or the other? Or do you think there's a case that we can get both of them in the, in the same team? I think they should have been playing in the same team yesterday, I think. But, I mean, we knew they were... They were going to set up as a ten-man defence, so we we should have had can't can't well, the last yeah I, I, I don't want to keep on harping on about him because the last person we needed in that field yesterday was John Lundstrom, and yeah even even at the goal three three guesses who 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 was marking the player that scored, <laughs> but uh, no no you're, you're right. You're right, David. You're right. He, he, you know, he's not even been mentioned, but but yeah, that was again his man. And if you go over the goals last season, the amount of goals he's reactive to someone, it's yeah. so frustrating. It is, he actually it's, turned the boy around. He actually turned the boy around towards the goal. <laughs> That's because uh, he had his arms round the guy, and he turned them round to to, to to let him shoot. But yeah, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop the, my my rant about him. Um, I've forgotten the original question now. Uh, Todd Cantwell. No, I think I think we could play them as a an eight and a ten. But then the the the, the thing is, then you're you're not going to be playing. I mean, I I put Danilo, or Danilo or whatever you pronounce his name. I would put him in front of Dessers, To be honest with you, I've always said that. Uh, I think uh, uh, Danilo will come deep to get the ball. Dessers never. Dessers kept up up with the with the two centre half and just try to work there. But Daniel 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 they'll they'll he'll come back and then the the centre backs have got the, the choice, do we go with them or do we let them go? And that brings a a bit of movement into the, the team as well. So that I would I would, for me Dessers would be would be the one sitting on the bench and I would have Cantwell as an eight and Lammers as a ten. And but we, we we just need, I mean, it's seen in, in the beginning when all these transfer rumours were going round. We were after a, a a boy that plays for a Greek team. Is it Lima or something? You called him Lima, Lima, something like that. You called him. Played, played for a Greek team. We were after him. He was a left winger. Oh no, uh, not Lewis Palmer. Yeah, Palmer. Yeah, that Palmer. that was it. We were after him, and then you heard they were after another winger from down England. Was it Whitaker? I think you called him. Um, and then all of a sudden, we've, we've not brought in a winger. We've, we've brought in all midfield players. And I just don't understand it because, I mean, that's what five, five mid, midfield players we brought in. If you count Raskin with it as well, Count Raskin is, is, is a, a virtual new player. We've got Tom Warren still to come in. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to be doing with all these these midfield players. But uh, I just, you know, I, I I feel I feel these are all players that Bill has seen at some time, and he's even said that Lammers he's seen as a sixteen year old or something. I think he said these are all players that he's seen at some time and thought that's a good player. And I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think he's put any thought in. Will these players gel? These players give me something different to fill the eleven places. I just think he's just sort of buying, and you know, he played he played good against against us when I was there, and I just don't think there's any thought went into a, 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 the big plan of how these players are going to play together. Bill, Bill, I'll bring you in on this. Um, I think David make a, a good, really good point there, and I think we've all sort of touched on it lately. It's 
all well and good us bringing in these midfielders and attacking players and strikers, but a successful team should always be built from the back. And uh, I think all four of us have said it tonight is this defence is the same that we've seen for, for a long time. We'll see Suter, who's, who's come into it towards the end of last season. Um, but if we're conceding the goals that we have been, you know, again, yesterday, I, I am really surprised that we haven't signed, apart from Leon Balogun, because I don't see him as a first, you know, first pick. I am really surprised some of that money, I, I totally understand the, the forward line needed money spent and midfield needed players brought in. But we badly need a proper, le- for me, left-sided centre-half. And, and and that again yesterday and and I think it will be in, in weeks to come you know it, it, it will show yeah um, and again I said a few minutes ago individually I do like all of those four players and they've all got good attributes but we just seem to have this calamitous moment far too often where somebody switches off I mean actually yesterday I thought Suter was a little bit unlucky the ball just getting caught under his feet you know, I think that's anybody who's ever played football has had a moment like that where the ball gets caught under your feet. And as a one-off, you know, losing that goal yesterday, we would have just shrugged it off and went, oh, well. But it's the fact that we lose the same goal. You know, it's... And we, we always seem to have a moment where we switch off and lose a goal. That's what the really concerning thing is. Should we have brought in another defender? I don't know. Um, a left-sided half probably would have been a good idea we may be too far forward in the transfer window now and have brought in too many players now to be actually be able to achieve that. But to be honest, again, you know, like that that team yesterday, the fact that we lost that stupid goal, it, it, it doesn't detract from the fact that we should have scored four or five against Kilmarnock. You know, we should be putting that game to bed comfortably, even if we do lose a stupid goal. And I think that's just as big an issue Losing the stupid goal is okay when you're three or four or five ahead, but if you can't score, then losing the stupid goal really hurts you. So was it right to try and prioritise the attacking side of things? I think it was because we weren't scoring enough goals last season. We, you know, like relying on your right back to be your top scorer is, is ridiculous. So we did have to prioritise strengthening the forward line, but... Um, on the evidence of yesterday, and it is just the first game of the season, but on the evidence of yesterday, nobody we've got there was able to put the ball in the net or even create a half-decent chance. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. But I think we do need to be patient. As I've just said, it's only the first game of the season. And I think, as you said, it's probably good that it happened yesterday, you know, and hopefully that puts a rocket up the players' backsides. Yeah, I really, really hope so. But, gents, that's a good time as any to, to, to wrap it up uh, there coming up to the, to the hour but Davey P I'm going to come to you you're the brave man to give me a, a score prediction um, for, for Wednesday night and, and as always thanks for coming on yeah good to be on eh? we'll get it we'll get it right guys I mean it's not a it's, it's our first uh, we sweep at it it obviously didn't go to plan and it was very disappointing but uh, it's hard work that's going to get us out of this uh, that begins on Wednesday, and some of it will pay off because it will be a Rangers three Servette nil on Wednesday. Oh, I can one for Yeah, I'll take that all day. I need, I need, I need to sit with you, sort of pre-match, Davy, to get me right back up for it because flat as a mm-hmm. pancake. But uh, take that all day, Davy T. Thanks for coming on tonight. What's your score prediction for Wednesday night? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody, for, for listening in. Uh, also, Davey from Heart and Hand, I hope you enjoyed the show if you're still on. Um, I think, I, I don't see our defence holding the nil, so I'm afraid I'll go I'll go the same with Davey. I hope we score three, and I, I think it'll be 3-1. 3-1. I'll take a 3-1 as well. All day long, take that to Switzerland. And, and Bill, thanks for coming on tonight. What's your, your prediction for Wednesday? Is it a full ass? Thanks, Mason. Um, yeah, I, I like Davy. I don't really see us keeping the clean sheet, but uh, ridiculous optimism with absolutely no sense behind it or no evidence to suggest this will be the case. But I'm going five-one Rangers. We're going to get an absolute tanking. Jesus, you got a beer there. You got a beer there, Bill. <laughs> I'm on the uh, the sparkling water, the hard stuff. <laughs> 
Oh, brilliant. Uh, again, all day long. Uh, I think it's just so important that we do take a take a lead over there. Um, but I'm not going to go as big as you were. I think it could be a, a tight one. I'm going to go a 1-0 one one win. Um, but again, the comments, sorry we couldn't get through all of them. It was, uh, it was constant tonight. But we'll be back Thursday night going over uh, Wednesday's game. So... Let's hope we, it's, a, it's, a, it's a positive performance and a, and a good win. But as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.